Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Moletsky. <laughs> Thank you, legit, for joining us today. Yeah, our mission is living and learning, laughing and loving together with you. We're here to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. Yeah, and on that journey, we often talk about plant medicines, psychedelics, and other avenues of healing. When we do, we are sharing for informational purposes only. We're not doctors or therapists, and we don't promote doing anything illegal. Inside us all, we have a deep, powerful knowing. We encourage curiosity, healing, and exploration of this consciousness. Damn straight. Together, our handle is trustthejourney.today. Individually, you can find her at melaniecurtis.com and me at jasonmoledsky.com. Thank you all again so much for being with us. On to the show. Awesome. Well, super stoked to be here. And today I am thrilled to welcome to the show Soul. Soul is somebody who I first encountered on Instagram and his content immediately made an impact on me and I knew I wanted to have him on the show. He's also very active on TikTok. You can find him at Soul33. His history is his resume, uh, which has brought him to this current moment in time. He suffered a decade of drug addiction, battled severe mental health, and attempted to take his own life more than once. He spent a lot of time in dark places where no light shone, copious amounts of money spent on addiction, huge loss of self-worth thrown into the mix, not in a good place. And beautifully, as we fast forward to now, after many years of soul searching, making better choices, and having a spiritual awakening, meditating, nurturing his body, and so much more, what simply started as showing up on a social media platform, sharing his experience and knowledge of what has helped him has now spread to thousands of lives all across the globe, which in turn has shown, shown him how so many souls are wanting to better their own lives and beat their derm, the demons they are currently facing. Man, brother, soul, welcome to Trust the Journey. And can I say that I resonate with your that story so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much, my friend. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Where where do we find you today? Where are you in this beautiful planet? Uh, at the moment, I'm based in on the Gold Coast in Australia, Queensland, Australia. Awesome. So we're literally on the other side of the world from each other. That's it. Geographically, it, we are. Yeah. And that's what I love about the soul's journey is that the the distance, the physical distance makes no difference at all, right? We resonate with somebody who we've never met on the other side of the planet, and they can immediately feel a vibration that tells me that this is somebody I want to get to know better, this is somebody who's on a similar path, and that the physical distance is irrelevant to that. So thank you. Open to gray more, absolutely irrelevant. So... First of all, I want to say uh, thank you for your beautiful content. It is truly inspiring. I find your authenticity, the version of you that is right there in the camera lens, really easy to identify, relate, and connect to. What is it that got you to the point of being able to be your authentic self, find the true version of you, and share that with the world? I guess what got me here to think the way that I think, talk the way that I talk and act the way that I act would probably be the darkness. The being driven down into the deepest, darkest part of that hole uh, where there was only two ways to go and that was up or down and down was to... I guess not to be existing in this physical reality anymore or I get probably also being incarcerated, locked up in jail for the things that I was letting into my environment. Would you say that, that uh, I mean, so first of all, thank you. Let me, so, let me receive that 
openness. And I can understand and relate to that sensation. And it's often referred to as rock bottom, that darkness. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, I know that feeling and I've seen a lot of my beautiful friends and family struggle with that moment as well. I'm glad to hear that you were able to find the light and not fall further into that kind of pit of the inescapable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really ever understand the darkness in those moments that I'd already been living. I didn't think that it should be there, um, that it was necessary, but I thought it was, at the end of the day, I thought the darkness was an enemy of mine, and I yeah, just didn't want it to exist or be in my world, but to be honest, it was an ally. It was an ally of mine. It was a friend. It was trying to, to ultimately transform me. This, um, this existence is polarized, right? This physical three dimensional existence that we're currently podcasting in. I find the, one of the things I've got it tattooed across my back is this polarity, right? This positive and negative light and dark life and death up and down, always opposite. Everything has an opposite. And there's always, and and it's a requirement of the world that we live in, that there be an opposite. I mean, magnetism right at the bottom of the concept of how the whole world exists, frequency, the amplitude wave of frequency has a upstroke and a downstroke in the wave. It is this polarized experience that brings us relativity and perspective, right? And, and I've had this similar journey in myself of needing to come to love the shadow. I come to respect and honor the darkness within myself. And in, I would, it's a, it's a funny thing to say, to say others, when I don't believe that there are others, the darkness in, in all that is, you know, well, I have that, this really. I love this thought, but it's a it's a thought that not too many of those others that we talk about, which aren't others at the end of the day, can't really seem to grasp. And if I look at myself as an individual person, it was the darkness that ultimately transformed me and evolved me, changed me. It helped me grow into... But I know it healed me. I was lucky to to survive what I went through. So the darkness transformed me and healed me. And I think if I I've been looking at at a, at a collective level as well with everything that seems to be going on in the world at the moment, a lot of, there's a lot of darkness. It has been for quite some time. So I think at a collective level. level the suffering that goes on in the world, I think ultimately that darkness and all that suffering, that pain and hurt will will transform the world. It's just a matter of, I don't like using the word time, but it's just a matter of living through more moments, I guess. The, the cycles are natural, right? If we look at the existence of, well, if we just observe the reality that we live in and we say, start with seasons, as an example, or tides, right? Days and nights, everything sways one way and then another. It comes and it goes. If it's, if it is to arise, it is to pass. So this idea of, um, you know, a dystopian future or descent into darkness to me, I don't believe it. And I do, and what I do believe is that there'll always be these variations and things always changing. And in viewing it in the sense of frequency and the sense of everything being based in energy, the, the rate of that energy, the frequency of energy is going to rise and it's going to fall in order to understand itself. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. What goes up must come down. What goes down must come up. 
speak to me about your journey. Tell me about where you find yourself now, what motivates you, where you're finding your energy to get up and engage and be part of this journey. I guess saying how much growth I have done within within myself, all of that change, learning how to love myself, to care for my four health pillars, which is my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, and my spiritual health. It's been quite a <laughs> quite a task trying to and still is to try and keep all those in balance and being present while you're doing this without letting any of all this nonsense that the society of systems tries to push in front of our face every day. Um, I'd have to say that the main motivator for me is that growth and trying to be present and let trying to seek answers, but I'm not trying to force those answers either. I'm simply going with the flow of life instead of fighting it, letting life carry me on its shoulders. Because I found when I was trying to fight against life, all of the time I was it was that I was swimming up against the current instead of letting letting that current take me I have this awesome this I had this awesome breakthrough a few years ago where I was so present every time I'd be walking along the beach or just doing my morning my morning wander I meditate when I walk I would Thing, I would things would cross my paths and I would look into those things and contemplate those things and I was walking on the beach one day and there was thousands of tiny little jellyfish just beached and I literally had to step over all these jellyfish so I sat with I was it was obvious that I needed to see what what, what kind of sign. I was being sent, like what I needed to know about that. And what I found was the jellyfish is one life in this world that completely surrenders itself and trusts the universe. It completely puts all of its trust in the ocean currents that the ocean currents will take it to a place that it needs to be. Fully lets go of everything. So I knew that that's what I needed to do. And ever since then, I remind myself about that day Every time I meditate on the beach, just to stay with it, be present, and just go with the flow of things. Don't fight anything. Just let go of whatever comes. What a beautiful sentiment that uh, the jellyfish has a spirit animal, right? Mm-hmm. That's a really powerful statement. It's. It, 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 I love how the two pieces you were sharing there tie together, flow versus fight. And my own journey, I relate to, I've always referred to myself as a warrior. And even in this shift towards being a warrior of the light, somebody who is here to bring goodness, to bring love, to bring light to the world, I was still fighting my way through that that experience and it doesn't make any sense at all to be, to become aware. Once I become aware of this idea that there is no other, there is nothing except my own consciousness and my own journey. If I'm fighting within my own journey, then I'm fighting myself, right? I'm in a battle. I'm a warrior with my own experience and I'm creating that for myself the entire way, even though it feels and I've in part of me feels really empowered and really passionate. And, you know, I feel these sensation, like it's important to me. Like I value, my values are in the right place. I'm still fighting it. I uh, know it is, it is, we really do get in our own way. I had this absolutely magical experience. Uh, it was a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, I went out and done an ayahuasca sitting with this awesome group of people and I it was on the second night 
and on my second cup of ayahuasca. He put a little bit of something extra in there for me from the acacia. And what I experienced was I became this tiny little me, probably the size of my thumb. It was myself and the shaman just there. He remained normal size. And he would pick me up and pull me out of the way. And then a new little me would come forward. And then he would pick me up, pull me out of the way. And that just kept happening and happening. And the realization I had with that was, I've got to get the fuck out of my own way <laughs> every time. Because it's only me that stops me from doing whatever it is that I want to create. And I guess the, it was fear that, at the end of the day, it's fear that blocks me and stops me from and puts myself in my own way. I feel like that uh, polarity concept is based from, in my perspective, love or fear are the only two options. If we're not choosing love, therefore opening and expanding and welcoming and receiving, then we're choosing fear and we're contracting and we're tightening up and we're closing down. I couldn't agree more. Tell me about your plant medicine journey and you brought up ayahuasca i'm sure you're familiar with the fact that i'm also been on this journey sometime and i'd love to hear more about how it's played a part in your life your transformation okay i um so when i was we were talking earlier i was at that deepest dark part of that hole rock bottom um, I ended a really big session on, um, ice, crystal meth. This is after a decade long time of doing it. I was just in a real bad place. I didn't want to be here anymore. And I had something called the fuck it's. And I just, you know, said fuck it to life. I went out and bought all of this gear, alcohol, just to wipe myself out. And I didn't end up wiping myself out, but the after effects from all of that, I had my my parents in my ear and my friends in my ear trying to get me to go to rehab and I just couldn't bring myself to doing it. I didn't think it was going to work. So I said, look, to fix myself and to, to do, you know, to help you guys out as well, I just want to jump in my car and head north and just try and find my way just try and figure this out for myself so that's what i did but i had a plan to to still take myself away from this physical reality and and check out anyway i was just praying to something whatever was out there to to try and help me out to try and fix me help me through this anyway i got to um can't remember the name of the location, but I got to this place and I messaged this this fellow on Instagram. His name is Aaron Singer. He goes by Ink Pray Love on Instagram. And I told him exactly what I was my thoughts were, exactly what I'd planned to do, and he got reached back out to me straight away and gifted me with some things, some courses and some tools that he uses. Um, for himself and for other people and then he also gave me the link up to a shaman which is close to home where I live and just that there alone him reaching out to me and giving me what he gave me gifted me stopped me from doing what I was doing what I was about to do I ended up spending a year in this small country town by myself with none of my friends or family around, I created, so I guess, a little mini life out there just to work on me. And I did that for that next year. And after that year, I ended up connecting with this ayahuasca group and went out and participated in that. I still had the idea in the back of my head that I wasn't, I wasn't done with the drugs. I was still in a pretty dark place but I wasn't on that 
edge of the abyss of trying to take my life anymore. After going and experiencing that ayahuasca weekend, the the feelings, the visions, the healing and growth that I went through there completely changed my perspective on this life that we live, or this life that I was living. It made me, it made a lot of my ideas, beliefs and concepts that I'd grown up with become dissolved. And I was starting life all over again. It was like doing 30 years of therapy in one single night. Oh, man, I'm so glad that you're still here with us. Thank you for that wonderful being who showed up and offered you some guidance. Thank you to that person. You're welcome. It's such a hard thing to, you know, it's an, it's an easy thing to talk about in terms of the way, how I feel about it. That part's easy because of how the easiest word to use for this is fucked up of how fucked up I was within my mind and how messy it was it's hard to collect that that information back of how it exactly went down it becomes have you been able to get to have you gotten down to like the root of it to to really understanding where the self-loathing was coming from yeah i was i know exactly what it was i was trapped in my cycle in this poisonous cycle because I couldn't forgive me I couldn't make peace with the past I thought, I thought the past was a thing and I was clinging on to that thing but the truth is the past doesn't and never did exist every moment you know I held on to so much regret and shame and embarrassment from the things that I was doing the crime that I was doing the drugs that I was taking the effects that I had on my family and my friends myself those feelings that i had of regret and shame the way to cure that was to get on more drugs and by getting on more drugs i would make more mistakes and then more regret and shame would come so i needed to make peace with every moment that passes by whether it's a good moment or a bad moment so i could be more present in my life. And as soon as I forgave myself, it made me understand things more clearly, like I can move on with my life, no matter what anyone thinks about me. As long as I know I'm doing the right thing now, in this moment, and even if I make, it, make another mistake again, whatever that mistake is, I can let go of that again as well. As long as I learn the lesson, as long as I learn the lesson from whatever mistake I make, then at least it's not a wasted moment. This concept of being our past, allowing our past to kind of stop us physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally in our tracks and continue to loop through the same painful experience over and over again, this seems like probably the the number one most common thing that I, I have experienced and I've seen others experience is this tendency to get stuck in a loop and become the trauma that we experienced. And as soon as we move back to a version of ourself that allows us to change, allows change to be part of our experience, then that can actually start happening again. And I feel like these, what these medicines do for us is kind of open up that door of possibility, right? Where we're, we're trapped in a loop that is just recurring and recurring and recurring. And even if we're able to see it, even if we're able to objectively observe it and say, man, I'm just stuck in this, I'm stuck here. And we can say, we see it happening. We don't necessarily know how to get traction in order to get out of it or how to see an escape route out of the loop. And a lot of the time, it's right there. All we got to do is like change our perspective. I mean, like, if I just go that way instead of trying to go continue on this way, there's a way out. But we're unable to see it. 
And these medicines, plant medicines, psychedelics, they open up that perspective, give us a wider field of view and say, there's another way. Couldn't agree more. And it, look, I've, I believe all paths lead to the truth. I've done a lot of I, research. I agree. Done a lot of research into many religions, many cultures. Um, not biased towards any of them. I believe they all lead to that one whole truth. There's actually a, um, have you heard about the blind and the elephant? Have you heard that analogy or that little story before? Well, please tell it if you can. So there's four blind men and each of these blind men are touching a specific part of this elephant. You've got the first blind man who's touching the elephant's nose and he believes what he's experiencing of that he believes it's it's a snake you got one blind man touching the elephant's side and his experience of that is believes it's a textured brick wall say third blind man touching the elephant's ears he believes it's some type of fan through what he experiences and you've got the last blind man touching the elephant's tail and by his experience, she believes it's some sort of brush. That just goes to show, like, obviously the whole truth is that it is an elephant. But because each one of these individuals are experiencing something different of that one whole truth, their beliefs are actually far from that whole truth just by what they're experiencing if that makes sense i guess our own experience merely like unravels the whole truth it's just by what we experience individually thank you for listening if you're receiving value from this episode we would love it if you would show your support for the show by subscribing on youtube spotify or apple Podcasts, and follow us on instagram you can click the like button leave us a comment, or share the podcast with somebody directly. Every month, we host integration coaching circles. These are safely held spaces for those looking to heal, grow, and connect in community. They are beautiful, alive. So much good work is happening. You are invited to join us. Go to trustthejourney.today slash integration. You can join the Trust the Journey family, which includes these integration coaching circles and our private Facebook group where we connect and support each other. Sign up by going to our website, trustthejourney.today, obviously, and <laughs> click on the orange Patreon button. Yeah, it's your support and engagement that make the show possible. We love connecting with you. So feel free to DM us anytime on Instagram with your thoughts at trustthejourney.today. And now I'm back to our regularly scheduled programming. I completely relate. Uh, in my personal journey, I left my home country and I left behind a life and a reality that I believed or understood to be, you know, the elephant's tail, right? Mm. I, I had that job. I had those friends. This is my family. This is my potential paths ahead. These are all the things I know to be reality. And I made a very courageous decision as a young man to break out and go start a new life in another land, faraway place, and reframe that reality. And it sounds like the move that you made for yourself to break out of the pattern and even if only temporarily set up a new life somewhere else creates that same opportunity for us to view ourselves in us in a different way or in, at least in a different reality a different concept yeah you're right and it's a very it was i was starting again you know starting from starting from scratch like i'd lost i'd lost everything and like i hadn't my family were still there for me friends some friends were still there for me. 
Um, I've lost material things, and to, I'll be honest, the way that I thought back then that that hurt. Like I was like, oh, what's the point of this? And like, like, what's the point of materials? You know what I mean? They don't benefit your life at all. They they were just things that I wanted because of how society wanted me to be you know they what they were pushing in front of me and what everybody else was doing I was following a crowd but the truth is I didn't need those things and once I lost all of those all of those material things like my thoughts cleared up every material thing that I'd clung on to whatever that thing was that was coming back as a thought and you know when you go through the biggest one for me was finance, financial hardship, especially at that time. Those materials that I wanted to cling on to and keep in my life, they were causing me some serious pain. But if I'd just let go of those things and seen that those things were unimportant, there would have been so much more room within my mind because those thoughts were no longer there to create new and better thoughts. And that's what I was I was forced to the universe so they, they, this is enough, you know what I mean? You need to you need to learn this the hard way. We're going to strip you clean of pretty well everything so you can, you're either going to see or you're not going to see. And if I guess if I didn't see, things would probably be, I may not be here anymore. I lived a life of feeling like I need to learn things the hard way as if I feel like part of the programming of society is that men only learn the hard way and that that's something I've actually wanted to reframe in my own life experience. Like, and it actually came to me during an Aya um, ceremony where I had a very pleasant, soft, loving, held experience throughout the course of the evening where Ayahuasca said to me, you don't have, this doesn't have to be hard. You're choosing no. for it to be hard. And that if you also choose to allow yourself to be able to learn the easy way, then that can be how you experience life. Man, I so... cried so much. Oh, I mean, <laughs> and it was so nice. So she is so gentle with me also. She really just trickles me into where she needs to take me and what she needs to show me. I've heard of a lot of like people go through some really hard times and it's very full on, but it just feels like she takes me hand. She's like, everything's everything's fine, like really just so gentle. I've had both experiences. Um, when I've asked for her to be gentle, she's and when I say her, I'm speaking about grandmother ayahuasca. I've asked her her to be gentle and she's been gentle. And when I've showed up and said, let's, let's get to work, let's do this. I know this is going to be challenging, but let's do it. Then that's also been my experience. Um, I wanted to touch on something that you said earlier on. You said you were prioritizing four elements, aspects of yourself your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health. And I'd like to dive a little deeper into that and hear how that looks for you. What does that look like as far as a daily, weekly, monthly practice? It's definitely daily. If I miss my daily practice, I, I can be a little bit, feel. I can feel a little bit funny. I just am not I'm not as I'm not present when I when I don't do my my morning routine. I do mixed up. I don't keep it the same every day. But I always exercise is always a really huge thing for me. And by the way, all of these things come from thought. So life is very is all mental. So anything that I do physically. Um, arise from a thought so if you can get your thoughts under control and be stronger um, you know we aren't our thoughts at the end of the day but if we can change our mindset and set our mind up right towards things and we can start balancing out those four pillars 
but exercise. Um, I take my physical body out every morning and I either go for a run or a walk. Um, after my run, run and walk, I sit down and do 20 minutes of meditation. I wish I could have had more time for this, but I, I start work pretty early in the morning. But I sit down and meditate. Sometimes I listen to music or sometimes I just sit with the sounds of the ocean and the, the birds that are going by. I feel the wind on my face. That's what gets me present. I just observe, witness, and watch all of, all of these things happen. And I do a lot of self-investigation in that moment. I ask myself questions if there's any troubles going on, challenges in my life that I need answers to. I talk to myself and ask myself how to navigate myself around these challenges. And answers always come back. And I believe that's, that those answers come back from my higher self. So that allows me to overcome certain challenges in my life. I guess that um, that helps me with my mental, my mental and emotional health. And with my spiritual health, I meditation um, is that that one again as well. But I also open up a portal through psychedelic healing every couple of months. Um, I've been doing my own um, journey ceremonies with magic mushroom psilocybin lately. So I've been taking some pretty high doses of that every couple of months. And that's the beautiful thing about it. I can have these psychedelics sitting at home with me and only do it every couple of months. So it's proved to me that they're non-addictive um, I don't like to use the word drugs I believe everything in this we want to talk about drugs I believe everything in this world in this life can be drugs if we abuse any one thing too much it can be toxic and poisonous for us we're addictive animals at the end of the day I believe yeah the concept of a drug is something that's been put upon us by a you know, an institution of cult medicine. And the reality is that drug is determined by dosage, right? And the purpose, the intent behind taking it, you know, yeah. uh, I could say without, without a shadow of a doubt that last night I was drugging myself with food, right? <laughs> Most certainly reaching for food to, to want to like have something to, feel like I need compensate with. Yeah. Uh, I, I love where, thank you for the share. I love where you're going with that. I find such deep connection to this concept that from my own experience, if I put my physical body at the front of the list for needs and I get it moving and then I use the same as you, I go into nature and I'm outside I'm feeling the wind, the sun, the the rain, you know, the dirt, the bur the animals, everything in nature becomes part of that spiritual side of the practice. So moving the physical body, engaging the natural world, and then the mental health that comes, the clarity that comes following that or in doing that creates the emotional and spiritual um, space and context and interaction. And I have a question for you with regards to your dialogue. Um, is it, is it internal? Do you, or do you, as in, do you ask yourself the question inside your head and then hear an answer inside your head? Or do you ask the question out loud and then hear an answer? Does it come out loud? How does that work for you? It's all internal. Um, I, I can I, some some days I I speak it out loud. I'm just sitting there on the beach. I'm in my own space, um, but a lot of the time I just ask it as a thought within. And you know the answers are always really simple. Like I've got all, I've found all the answers are within. If I'd been able to take the time when I was going through my darkness. And I just sat myself down and said, why is your, why do you feel the way that you feel? 
And the answer would have came back with, like, there would have been a few, but obviously I needed to let go of the drugs. I needed to let go of the past. I needed to make peace with all of that. I needed to let go of some poisonous and toxic people that I was letting into my world and poisonous, toxic experiences. I needed to let go of the alcohol, the food. I needed to, to let go of a lot of things. So what Buddhism has probably taught me the most out of all of them, the Four Noble Truths, you know, we suffer. There's no doubt about that. There's, there's pain in this world. And the reason why that there's so much pain and suffering in the world is because we attach and desire things. We cling on to things. So how do we, how do we end that suffering? The only way to end it is to detach from whatever, the, whatever those things that we're attaching to that are causing suffering. We need to detach from them. And what I, what comes back with me a lot when I do talk with people about this, they're like, oh, so we can't have anything, we can't attach to anything. I'm like, no, you can absolutely attach to things, but it's just when those things cause you pain and those things won't change. If you do want your life to change and you want to feel better, you're going to have to let go. Like the, the one lesson that we need to learn at the end of our journey in this physical reality is we need to let go of our our vessel our physical body so that right there tells me that it's probably the biggest lesson that we could ever learn in this life is to let go the entire universe that we live within is driven by energy we we refer to it as electricity a lot of the time we also refer to it as energy when it comes in different forms. Uh, this concept of resistance, of attachment, right? Is something I've been pondering on a lot. And I love just diving into this in allowing myself to view it in a, in a kind of logical, technical, mechanical way and stepping out of it from like the human experience and just saying, if it is just about letting energy flow, about letting the ocean currents carry us like the jellyfish, if it is about being water, you know, Bruce Lee's statement, you know, just be water, flow, yeah. then this tendency that we have to push back against that natural occurrence, that natural, you know, cycle of of energy to want to be moving, to be changing. This is attachment's definition, right? This is the concept of resistance. We, we get stuck in some pattern within ourselves, some experience, good or bad. You know, a lot of the time, so we have a beautiful experience, something we cherish, and we decide to grab onto it and hold onto it and try not to ever let it go. Mm -hmm. And in that, there's resistance of of change and you, you you brought this beautiful point up and i'd like to return to this with which is the physical body the vessel and there's it's in it's wonderful how the the at least the christian religion it embodies this idea that you know christ rose from the dead right and that he will return right so this is the infinite loop right like he rose from the dead and he will return and in that we have our own idea our own version of our journey here we know this vessel's temporary we know that it's only going to last some undetermined period of time not likely more than a hundred ish years if we're very lucky and the sooner that we let go of the idea that it's going away and we embrace the idea that it is finite, the freer we become, the more yeah. joyful we start to become, the more celebratory, the more present that we start to become. And, and I wanted to tie this to this concept of the, the, the body, Jesus body, 
died. You know, he died. The body did not ascend, right? The body stayed behind. It's his spirit, his soul that has ascended and that will return. And this analogy is one that's present for all of us. It's, it's here for all of us to step into and recognize. And yet it's also the most, seems to be the most challenging of all the ones that are there is this idea that all is good. If we just let the ocean currents carry us, they will take us to where we need to be and all will end when it's supposed to end and all will start again when it's supposed to start again. It's magical how simple this idea is and how obvious it is. Just by observing nature, everything comes and goes. It all just works in perfect harmony. And yet in some part of us, we feel the need to try to want to control, to resist, to be in embattled with this idea that the universe already has it, has everything worked out for us. And all we need to do is just allow it, allow it to do what it wants to do already. Yeah, you're right. And many don't, they wonder when is, when is my time? When am I going to start feeling better or when the good thing's going to come to me? But I love how you mentioned, you know, you can observe nature and it'll, it will, it'll tell you the answers. My favorite is a butterfly. A butterfly doesn't know that it's going to be a butterfly. It starts its life as a caterpillar, right? <clears throat> or is it the other way around? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> well, the, where does life actually start and where does it end, right? I mean, that's the yeah. definition of the whole journey. Who knows? Like a baby bird, you know, flying for the first time. It's got no idea if it can fly or not, but boof, out of the nest, you can fly. All good. It's just a matter of, you know, that right moment. Just have to be patient. Do you think, I mean, so let's go into that baby bird experience for a minute because it's dear to my heart as somebody who's in, in air, air sports my entire life. That moment of trusting and throwing ourselves into the abyss. Is it? Right? There is a certain amount of letting go, of handing the control over to the universe, God, destiny, our Is own it? willingness to take a risk, our own, yeah, just being able to say, fuck it, in the most beautiful way. Is it? Yeah. I think so too. And you know, with with that with with a baby bird, like I don't think it has really any ideas, beliefs of, you know, that it is even putting or taking any risk on because it hasn't been conditioned enough yet, I guess. It, it and like you said, it just fully trusts that full trust that everything's gonna be okay. And children are the same way, right? Our own, our own children, our own experience as a child, we don't understand this idea of fear until we've either been told we should be fearful or mm -hmm. we've experienced something uh, on our own that has taught us, you know, that we should be cautious. There's a need for, you know, some level of caution around certain risks, right? Mm -hmm. Children, yeah. Children are such great teachers that way. Oh, definitely. The young fella, Henley, he's all, he's starting to cling on to a bit more things now. But last year, I was just watching him and he was just playing in the back, just with a toy car, just in his own little world, just real present with that car. He has not been conditioned to any of this other sinister stuff yet and I'm trying my, my hardest to help the boys because there's three of them Hunter, Huxley and Henley 9, 7 and 4 trying my hardest to teach them you know what I've experienced and what I've overcome and the the things that are out there it's okay to, to learn those things but don't take 
all of it on board as the truth, especially with what they're learning in school. You know, do good in school or whatever. Like if I had the resources, the boys wouldn't be in school. I've thought a lot about that, uh, watching the modern American school system and re- and having had my own experience with public schools. And I don't think that if I was a parent that I would enroll my children in school per se based on kind of how I see they pretty well, at least here in America, the schools and the prisons look like the same systems to me. The buses, right. the fences, the buildings, the cafeterias, the structure, it's just about the exact same thing in a lot of, yeah. Yeah. It's just for institution, isn't it? Yeah. Institutionalized. Most parents think that they raise they raise their kids, but the truth is the government raises them. They're at, you know, how old are they? They're four years old by the time or even younger by the time they start going to prep and in kindergarten and then after that they're straight into school. They spend eight, nine hours a day, five days a week at an institution that is set up by the government. So the truth is, you know, parents out there, the thing they raise their parents and send those kids to school. You don't actually raise your own kids. It's the government that does. So how do you think they're going to end up? Yeah. Yeah. I would consider myself very fortunate to have dropped out when I was quite young and found my way through life without a proper education. So I feel like I've done a pretty good job. So thanks, universe. Thanks, Jay. You did good. Yeah, I know you did good. Lately, I've been patting young, my young self on the back for the how well I did. You know, <laughs> you, yeah. you did do well. I dropped out of school as well, and I didn't listen the time that I was there. So I'm glad I didn't take any of it on board. I was too busy about thinking about surfing at that that time. Yeah, I got an elementary school education, and it, it was a hodgepodge of. Yeah, I can read and write and do math. Good. Yeah. I, <laughs> I want to circle back. Uh, there was a, a comment that you made earlier, and it really touches a special place in my own uh, spiritual journey, and I want to get more insight on it from you because I feel like there's more there to unravel. Um, and there's two elements to this. One, you touched on a a psilocybin practice, a spiritual practice with psilocybin and this inward look that we're given through that wonderful compound. And you talked about something and I made a note for myself in the note is the answers are already there. And it's about this inner dialogue of kind of like the intellect needing to engage the knowing part of ourself, needing to engage our soul, which already knows the answers. We just have to be open. Our soul is like sitting there waiting for our intellect to say, when are you going to ask me? I've been sitting here with the answer the whole time. I've even told you the answer a number of times and you just haven't been ready to listen. Do you you relate to this? Do you feel like this is something I'm... When I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing that's not healthy for me, my soul's there like, you know this isn't the path. Why are you doing that? You know? Couldn't agree more. There's, um, you know, even even without the the magic mushroom work or any psychedelic plant medicine healing, I have told people that are in the thick of drug addiction because I talk with a lot of people going through those times coming from what I went through I get people reach out on Instagram all the time and the first thing I say is sit yourself down and ask yourself if you should if you should be doing those drugs like tell me what answer comes back the answer is always no so why can't we and this goes for everyone me back in in the day why can't we listen to that no why is it that we always you know that's that's the i guess the the light 
know, you've got light and dark. You've got the light trying to help you out, but most people want to take the to believe into the dark thoughts because with the darkness and things in this world, I believe the darkness disguises itself as heaven. And that's drugs, isn't it? <clears throat> drugs are are hell and, they, and it's disguised as heaven. It makes you feel really good. It numbs you from the troubles that you're going through. But creates more demons while... Know, and every time that you use and abuse certain things to, to break away from this reality, the truth is you need to go through, you need to go through that. And it doesn't even need, like drugs is in terms of um, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication that this big pharmaceutical game make up to mask us and numb us from you know, the things that we need to feel and go through naturally and build resilience from naturally. That's why so many people are depressed and anxious. And the truth is, you know, they're just labels at the end of the day, aren't they? Everybody can be depressed, whether it's you know, extreme or minor. Everyone can get anxiety, whether it's extreme or minor. But I think people have become very, and I mean this word with love, but weak um, because they haven't been building resilience naturally and going through things the way that they need to be going through things. And I was that weak person back then. And what I went through to when I had that ayahuasca journey, that first guy ayahuasca journey, like I... I won't even look at a fucking Panadol these days. Anything from that big farmer game. If it doesn't come straight from Pachamama Mother Earth, I don't want to have anything to do with it really. Yeah. I completely relate. My my pharmaceutical cabinet has changed to a herbs and powders and plants <laughs> over the last number of years and I found myself much healthier as a result. But what you were saying with um, when I do the magic mushroom journeys and the, the psychedelic journeys, I it it opens up a portal. It's a communicator for me. Like I can communicate with it, <clears throat> and it will communicate back with me whatever I want to ask it, and it shows me in some very strong and unique ways. It it'll come through as a feeling or as a vision as a thought and no matter how weird it is I understand it's easy to understand it is so simple to understand it's like and it'll never give you answers to something if you're not ready for those answers at that stage of your life's path and journey so if answers don't come back I've found it means that I'm just not ready yet all that I just need to continue doing the work that I'm doing at that time and just trust trust is a big one with me to to surrender myself and just trust and go with the flow of things I had a recent well, I went for a hike with a few friends and we each had a gram of psilocybin mushrooms and that journey uh, very mild very mild, just a little bit of opening within myself to a little bit more deeper connection to those deeper knowings. Just a little bit easier to hear that soul voice that says, you already know the answer to this. Why have you been hiding from it? Why are you avoiding it? And I'm like, I can't ignore the voice like I would in a day-to-day life might try to subdue it with my phone or some food or busying myself working on you know twisting some wrenches or going for a run or using some other system to kind of quiet that inner voice that's like hey you're avoiding the thing that you really know you need to do you Is really it? it's really important to you my personal journey with this with the mushrooms has been I can't, I can no longer ignore 
that voice, the voice is me. And I can't disavow that it's me who's telling me what I need and what I, where I will thrive, how I will thrive if I only am willing to let go of whatever fear I'm putting forward and avoidance I'm behavior is coming up as a result. Like I have this fear of, and these thoughts with all of this work that I do on the social media and like I've built up a lot of trust with a lot of people. And I love that because the person that I come across as on social media, that is genuine. And I love that people can trust that. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that one. Then I sort of lost my, my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to me like you were leaning into this, um, wanting to portray a full version of your, like that, the alignment of the, the, the public perception of who I am is in line mm. with the internal, this is who I truly am. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's use that segue as, first of all, a point of gratitude. Thank you so much for coming on today and for taking your time to share with our audience and trust the journey. And would you please and let everybody know where they can find you on socials? So if you'd like to find me, you can find me on Instagram. Just have to type in soul 33 you can find me on tiktok as well um they're really i have a website www.soul33.com.au i do have uh, opportunities there for anyone that wants to do some growth with one-on-one -on -one sessions or you can just have a little read through the bio and see um, what the whole website is all about the all of the, the videos that I create on Instagram and TikTok, they're just with the intention to to help heal, grow, transform. If that's what you're willing to do, um, and I'm just of service to everyone. There's no costs or anything involved in any of the videos that I create. Awesome, thank you so much. I. I would like to do two things before we close. One is say hello to all my Australian family out there because I know that a lot of you are going to be listening to this episode and Australia is deep in my heart. It's somewhere I've spent a lot of time and I have a lot of friends and people I consider to be my family there. So I love each and every one of you and I'm so happy that we get to introduce each other and meet each other here. And I also wanted to open the space is there anything else that you would like to share sort of thing if you've been handed the mic handed the mic yes um if you are chasing answers for now the answer to every challenge or hardship pain suffering whatever it is that you're going through on your journey at the moment the answer for that thing is to use love for absolutely everything. Love is the key and we are that one whole love. We are one heart. Bob Marley said it. He knew it. He sung it. He changed the world at the moment said he lived in this physical reality and there's a reason for that and it's because of love. Awesome. Thank you so much. I couldn't agree more. Thank you, my friend. It's been really wonderful getting to know you better, spending some time connecting here, and I'm truly grateful for your energy that you're putting into the world and who you're becoming and have become. Thank you so much. Thank you for those words, my friend. I appreciate and I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you exist. And I'm, I've been really, I'm, I'm glad that we've crossed paths in this way. And I hope that we cross paths again in more, more ways. 
I will look forward to it. I'm sure that I'll be in your part of the world at some point before too long. And my door is open. If you find yourself coming to uh, America at any point, please don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome, my friend. And that goes exactly for you as well. Thank you for uh, listening to today's episode. Uh, if you're excited to reach out to Corey to Soul 33 at Instagram, on TikTok, and website, I'm going to be putting all of those in the show notes. And thanks so much. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Thank you, everyone, seriously, for listening, for spending your valuable, valuable time, energy, and heart with us. Every bit of it makes a difference. Yeah, thank you. We would love it if you could show your support for the show by subscribing on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or follow us on Instagram. You can always click the like button, leave us a comment, or share an episode with somebody directly. Like we mentioned, every month we host integration coaching circles. So, so much good work is happening there. You are invited to join us. Go to trustthejourney.today slash integration. The Trust the Journey family includes these integration coaching circles and our private Facebook group where we connect and support each other. Join us by going to our website, trustthejourney.today and click the orange Patreon button. Yeah, thanks. It's your support and engagement that make the show possible. Thank you. We're here to connect with you. Feel free to DM us anytime on Instagram. We're at trustthejourney.today. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey.